0: So we just finished our interview of kian dwyer who's a young man and activist um in, in ireland actually just outside dublin and all i'm gonna say is a this this guy's a treat he I love him. is maybe maybe it's because i am a little partial to the irish accent but everything is oh yeah i like it everything yeah. he says sounds like butter but it's also what he is saying and what he did say um over this hour long or so interview you know Obviously, with everything that's been going on, it's it's very aware uh, or very obvious how serious, how severe the situation in America is, right? But it's really put into context when a lot of the systemic racism and a lot of the uh, police brutality and a lot of kind of that implicit racism and subconscious racism that a lot of school education systems kind of instill in you. When he says, you know, from his perspective and his upbringing and what he's experienced and seen in his life. He says, that's not necessarily the same here. And their protests, he said, were more in solidarity with the US and them recognizing that yes, there is a problem in the US and yes, that shouldn't be the way it is, obviously. And, and you know, the way the interview kind of went, I kind of took away that it is even more severe here than we can imagine, right? Oh, Comparing yeah. it to other countries.
1: Yeah, uh, when he, I don't wanna spoil anything and I'm not gonna get into the details. When he said that thing about Columbus, oh man, that, oof that really just that that got me that really got me i think
0: i think we can spoil i think we can spoil this i think yeah yeah, yeah, it was big it, it was big when he said we were talking kind of about his education and we got onto how much columbus is kind of idolized and glorified and you know primary secondary education in america and he said columbus the slave trader he said he
1: learned that he was a slave trader. Yeah, he
0: he's he, he associated Columbus with a slave trader, and not Columbus with the the discover- discoverer of America. No, he yeah. he knew he knew that's what he was associated with. Yeah, as yeah, well, but in his eyes, Columbus is not only the man that discovered America, but also a slave trader, and those were two things that held equal regard.
1: I was know, stunned. I was guys. stunned.
0: It was a very very eye opening show. Yeah, um, we hope you enjoy. it. Welcome back to Apple Picking. Uh, I'm Ziggy. I'm Donnie. And join with us today is special guest, Kian Dwyer. He's a young man and activist from Wicklow, Ireland. I hope I said that correctly, which is an hour, about an hour south of Dublin. He has been one of the more outspoken young voices in Ireland, and we are absolutely thrilled to have him on the podcast today. Thanks so much for stopping by, Kian.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here and, and share this. So...
0: Kian, as, as we just said, is from across the Atlantic. You know, the first few people we've had on the show have been more in America. Not more in America, 100% in America. They are, in yes, America. 100% from American. From Wisconsin yeah. and Philadelphia um, and Pittsburgh. You know, nonetheless, they've been inside the country. And now, with this episode, we want to step outside the country. And we were able to get in contact with Kean through Reddit. and He graciously gave us some time to hop on and talk about how the protests have kind of manifested um, across the sea. How you know they kind of have come out of the ground or have been inspired by the ones in America. So, first things first, ken My question for you is: How did you hear about these protests? Where where did you first learn
2: about what's going on? Um. Well, when I first when I first heard about the protests really taking off it was kind of on social media on. Places like Twitter and Instagram and such, you could see um, all these videos and all these people asking to uh, start protests, um, and organ- organizations standing up, people starting to come together to fight against this thing.
0: Did you hear those, or did you see things being retweeted and stuff from American cities, or was it, uh, you know, Irish people creating posts and stuff that
2: were sharing um, uh, in Ireland? He, it was it was a mix actually. It was um, it was some reposting, which was important, and then there was also some creating individual posts for uh, donating links, uh, places you can support. So yeah, it's it's a mix really. Have
0: you seen that? Well, when did that start roughly, time-wise? Did you do you really see that start to take off?
2: Um, I, I'm not sure the exact date now. My dates are just all gone after quarantine. But right. um, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, was, it was mostly after the death of George Floyd that okay. uh, things started to take off really. Really? So, mm-hmm. wow.
0: That's, that's telling for me because yeah, that's… That, that
1: spread. That shit that, spread like how, wildfire.
0: How quickly that went yeah. across, um, across an ocean. That's, absolu- that's absolutely insane because yeah. that's it's, stuff that even in America, it took a couple days to really find its way through, throughout the country And in this couple of days, it's not only finding its way throughout America, it's finding its way around the world and it's being picked up in different countries.
1: Is that, is that usually, sorry, is that usually the case with like American news getting to you in Ireland? Is it usually that quick or is this kind of like different
2: than other times? Um, I, I suppose this one, the severity of it kind of, um, either elevated above the West that caught it here further, but there, there have been some cases maybe before, but, um, I think this is the first big one that came straight away and just, I think it was just the injustice behind it that really got people going. Do
1: you think that the fact that the world is kind of shut down because of the pandemic is, has a big effect on that?
2: Uh, that could be because a lot of people are stuck at home, Though on social media and such, so they get this much quicker. They get to process this a lot more. They have a lot more time to think about it and organize good plans because sometimes people can do stuff out of anger. They can, uh, they can do some irrational things, maybe. But they've had time to think, they've had time to think the best options for the messages they're trying to get across and the things they're trying to do. So, yeah, it's been a great help, I suppose. So we've
0: seen a lot, um, or some, we've done some research over the past few days kind of about how the protests are manifesting in Ireland. we just, you know, we've, we're only reading things, right? We're not really able to, to hear firsthand what, you know, they're actually like. And we've seen a lot of, outcry especially from politicians um and i think that the chief medical officer uh of your country is saying you know these protests shouldn't be happening right now because it's violating social distancing these protests shouldn't be happening this is not the time for protesting right and you're saying that you know social media is allowing people time to plan and time to not be reckless right and and time to uh, approach these things you know thoughtfully and smartly right but you still, but, you know, what has been the public response from
2: politicians saying these shouldn't be happening? Um, some, uh, a lot of the uh, local um, protests maybe have been shut down because of that social distancing rule, but um, some private organizations about, um, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure um, affairs of uh, immigrant affairs and such uh, organized, as organized protests outside the U.S. embassy and such, and to combat the yeah, Simon House, the health minister's uh, guidelines. They have been social distancing. They have been advising people to come from their, their homes if they're only five kilometers. So they've been following the rules to keep it up, basically. But they've shut, they've shut down protests because they're not... They have, yeah. They,
0: they definitely have.
1: That seems... Uh, uh...
0: So you see, you see in America, Yeah. It, <laughs> there, there, there are protests against social distancing. There are people yeah, who are yeah, protesting. Yeah. I think of the one of the stands that stands out was one in Denver, Colorado. Where I need a
1: haircut. Open up, open the country up. Pe- yeah, expensive. you Worth have people yeah.
0: getting tightly together in protests, right? Body to body, holding signs up to say, "I need a haircut." Right? I want a manicure. All materialistic things without masks. I need to go up. to the beach. Blocking off, blocking off hospital entrances and exits. You know, in countries and sh- and shutting off. Ambulances and preventing ambulances from going into hospitals and threatening nurses and doctors on the streets.
1: Threatening police officers and the police officers not using any force against them. But you see them using force against people during the Black Lives Matter protests.
0: That's, well, a, that's a whole
1: other thing. Whole other thing. But, but there have
0: been – yeah. what I hear is that you – know, what, what I know is that in America there have been protests against social distancing. And in Ireland, protests for Black Lives Matters have been
2: shut down due to social distancing. Um, I think that was most of the the government organized runs, though. So it's it's important what you call it. Um, I think I think the whole um, reason that private organizations took up the role of starting protests again was to um, uh, the original thing was to avoid prosecution. That's why they went along with the protests being shut down. They organized their own social distance protests because they still want to support the they still want to support the protests. They want to they want to help out the best that they can. But so- uh, They also don't want to be prosecuted. You said they were government organized protests. Uh, I think so. Uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure on that, so don't quote me on that. But it might have been just organized rallies, like like protected by the. Sure. Okay.
0: Okay. Because it was, you know, that would have been an interesting thing if the government Mm -hmm. kind of set up the protests and said, okay, you can protest between this hour and this hour. And these are the streets you can have, and this is how long you can do. Right,
1: and, Which, and you have to come from five kilometers away, like Keon said. So, like yeah, there are yeah. these, there are these set up things.
0: Um, there, but they're the same things in America, right? We have curfews yeah. on protests. They say, you know, mm-hmm. curfews in that eight p.m. Everybody's inside, um, and protesters have said you know, that that's against the law, right? That's unconstitutional. That's what we say to allow or to prevent us from, you know, protesting, right? And yeah. many many cities. Have lifted those curfews and said, "Okay, you know what? You can you can protest however long you like, or however long you feel like you need to, you need to go."
1: Well, haven't these? Some of these curfews have been lifted, right? I think. That's what I just, That's
0: what I just said. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.
1: All right. I blanked for a second.
0: That's <laughs> okay. I'm, that. I'm used to it. <laughs> so, Kian, these 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 protests that you've seen. I know you live a little bit outside outside Dublin. And the ones yeah, that the yeah. ones that you kind of seen. Um, you know, on, on the news or on your on your feeds that have been more local to you, right? Local. I'm, I'm talking about Dublin. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, I saw there was they were, they were walking to the U.S. embassy. You know, from somewhere else, and to me, that yeah, seems yeah. like they are in solidarity with the United States, saying, you know, yeah, we we see the problems in the U.S., we hear the problems in the U.S., and we agree that these problems need to change, and we stand by the United States. Which is awesome, and I, and I and I commend you know countries all around the world for having that mentality. But there also are countries around the world, and I'm asking here if Ireland is one of these countries that has their own issues um, that the protest protesters are protesting for, whether they're protesting for um, you know equality, equity amongst all all humans, whether they're protesting against police brutality and abuse of power, you know, or, or X Y Z. Do you see those protests as more of of a solidarity like standing with the US or this protests were inspired by the US and you guys are protesting for your own things?
2: Um that's that's actually a very good question because it's kind of um what I've seen is it's very mixed because um uh, they are definitely most definitely standing in solidarity with um America right now but um there's also a mix of um this whole BLM movement has shined a light on some hidden racism throughout Ireland that some people may have not seen because if you don't live in a certain community or you're not a certain race, you don't see it as much. And you may not see it at all in your whole life here, but it's, this has finally shined a light on it. And this, it's, it's kind of asking for both here and in America for there to be peace and equality.
0: So you said that, you know, it's kind of shone a light on on hidden, on hidden racism. Can you elaborate a little bit more on, on what you mean by hidden racism?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more like um, in some communities and um, maybe certain towns or certain places, there'll be, um, I don't know, some discrimination, but it's, it's you don't see it all. Like, I haven't personally seen much of it, but I know it's there. You know I mean, it's it's hidden like that. It's in a way that some people just get away with it because you wouldn't expect it. So,
0: that reminds me, Don, of our conversation with, with Brandon Lamberty, which if you haven't heard it yet, check it out. It went live today as of recording. Um, it should be the third episode out there. But he's from a small town in a, in a very Republican state, which is very far right um, state called Wisconsin, where they make cheese. And I think that's about <laughs> it. That's all they do. They make cheese and they
1: – They have our favorite basketball team.
0: They do. Yeah, big basketball fan. Oh, shout out the Bucks. Feel the deer, yeah. my guy. But yeah. – uh, what was I saying? Wisco, well, Brandon Wisco. We're gonna call him this interchangeable names. That's his nickname is Wisco. Um, Wisco is from a small town. S- shout out Stuton, Stouten, whatever you call Stouten.
1: it. Stouten, which is a, a, a which is by Madison, which is a blue city.
0: So well, 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 well it's kind of similar to Keen situations. What I'm getting at yeah. is because Stoughton, I'm called Studen, but Stutten is a a smaller town. Outside of Madison, Wisconsin, which, which is a which is the largest city. No, is it the largest city?
1: It's and, a major. It's a major. It's city a major in city
0: in Wisconsin, and and yes. just as you and are in a town called Wicklow, which is just outside a uh, major city in, in Dublin, and you're and you're seeing that you know in your smaller towns that it's becoming more apparent that you know oh there there is a, there is some racism there is some discrimination going on that we have just kind of let slide for a while that. You know, nobody is really willing to speak up about it or or and or nobody's really willing to self-reflect and, and look inside and, and become aware that maybe they are showing favorability to one race over another, or they are just kind of unintentionally, subconsciously discriminating um, against. You know, one sex or one race, whether to, to another. They didn't really even notice yeah, yeah. it. But after seeing all this stuff get out, there's educational resources being put out, um, all these videos and protests and, and XYZ being put out, they're realizing and you know, they're looking at themselves and saying, you know what? You know, maybe, maybe I have been a little bit, you know, racist at times. Maybe I have, you know, acted immorally at times. Um, and you're saying you're seeing this kind of come up in your small
2: town. Yeah. Right. Um, not exactly in my small town, but I've heard um, a lot of stories and stuff come up recently. Uh, not as much in the news, more uh, connections and such. You just hear, it. and it's it's great to see that people are finally coming up and talking about it because it's important in that sense. You need to get it out there. You know what I mean? Have and you?
1: Sorry, and and on. you mentioned you mentioned just now that you know a lot of stuff you've been hearing from is like uh, like through other people, like not really through the news. Mm-hmm. Do you see like the news in Ireland? Is it in a sense and I'm gonna use, use air quotations here, like is the news going back to normal now that you're maybe like I don't know, like you know what I mean?
2: Are <laughs> uh, oh, the protests I, I, are still I, big? I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um uh I don't know. I I actually haven't watched the news in a little while, but I don't I, I
1: don't blame you. I don't blame you for yeah, that. I, um. I
2: see some highlights and such on YouTube and um <clears throat> It seems like they 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 focus on it in every broadcast. It seems so. Okay. So they're not trying to cover it up. I think they just want they want peace for it. They want things to change. They so they're in support. I think.
0: So have you noticed? Um, you know, even in the news clips that you see on YouTube, and that kind of stuff. Have you noticed? You know, different news stations and you know different outlets and resources and and whatnot, taking different stances and putting different skews and different lenses on the whole situation right whether it's it's trying to accuse yeah. you know the protesters for wow. inciting riots or you know accuse America for you know making a big deal about something or you know being really really against the the law enforcement because I know in America we have two news stations that come to mind CNN and Fox News that their job is what well, it seems like their job is to take the news and take the facts and twist them a little bit so it kind of fits either the the democrats or the republicans which are our two parties just just kind of twist it so it fits what they their narrative is that a similar thing in in ireland
2: um i i don't think you see that as much it's more um i i think it's it's less than but i think now i again i haven't watched in a little while but I think in most reports and previous reports I've seen about things, it seems like it's unbiased. They're just reporting what they know. They're they're maybe giving uh, words to people. Maybe if, if a death happened, they'd give their nice words to people over the news or something like that. But um, for this, I think they're just, they're reporting and they they talk maybe about the injustice, of the police as well. Like, no. I don't think they're in support. That's, that's all I think.
1: Now, our, our news stations in Ireland, because I don't know if you know this, but in the U.S., um, like, cable news, like, the major news networks are criticized heavily by certain people, like, people who watch CNN hate Fox News, people who watch Fox News hate CNN, and then there's everybody that just hates major news, and local news is kind of where, like, you should get your information. Is that similar? I know, I know it's not really related to this, but it kind of is. Is that similar where people like criticize the major news networks I guess in terms of their
2: coverage of this or no? Um well in Ireland I don't I am pretty sure we don't have as many uh, news networks as you guys over Yeah. Have, yeah. I'm, I, sure. I, I'm sure. I know you guys I'm have sure. Multiple.
0: Yeah. Cuz like yeah, every we, every uh, city, every city has its own news network. Yeah. Like it's insane. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, if your city's bigger than like 100,000 people in America, it has its own. Even if it's smaller than that, It's like local news for like Dayton, Ohio, and it's just like twelve people. No,
1: I was just wondering. I was just wondering. uh, Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. like uh, we have the most news networks, I would assume. But yeah, just a thought.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. As I said, we don't have as many news networks, but uh, RTE is like the big Irish broadcaster, and then there's also like Sky News and such but um they i'm pretty sure they all report similarly there may be some with uh, a kind of bias kind of thing where some people uh take some different things but i think primarily people get their their news and opinions from rt uh, and from, i'm i'm pretty sure most actually make their own opinions from which, that, that, that that could here. potentially so that could potentially exactly be from the news. that could potentially be
0: dangerous if people everybody's making their oh, own opinions oh that could yeah but
2: yeah you know what i mean like um if if somebody like maybe they didn't report it the best way somebody would go like uh, well i think they should have done this or something like that you know what i mean so support. if they just uh, they're in support basically okay that, 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 seems, that not seems, as much
0: support as he news could do that seems yeah. natural that seems absolutely natural so i'm gonna ask a question mm-hmm. about you you personally kian how are okay. you viewing the u.s protests you know and even even like from the from the beginning and kind of has your has your view of the U.S. protests changed as they've been going on and getting bigger over the past few weeks?
2: Um, that's that's actually a a good question because at the very start of the protests, I was I I for the whole thing I'd been in support of it. Um, but uh, I was originally skeptical about the riots in Minneapolis and such because um I wasn't so sure. Uh, I was seeing mixed opinions and stuff. I wasn't so sure if it was um a good thing. Or was it? Or was people even going for the cars? cause? Because I know those people looting and such. Some people didn't even care. But um, the rioting, I wasn't so sure about originally. But now I see that what well, um, I've I've seen that why it, it seems to help. You know, it's getting the message across. And it it might not be the best way. It might be a better way. But it it seems to be working so far, and I'm in support of whatever they want to do.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, s- like if like there's been a ton of times where like peaceful protests, like people have tried to peacefully protest and no one's listened. So I yeah, think exactly, at, at exactly. some point, at some point you're just going to have to get people. I got a question
0: about, about that. There's, um, there were pro- protests in a place called Ferguson, uh, Missouri. Has that, does that ring a bell at all for you? Kian? Um, I, I don't
2: think so. No, sorry.
0: See, now Val, that's telling. And here's why, because the Ferguson protests were after another um, black man, Michael Brown. Uh, Michael Brown. Thank you. twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Passed. And yes. I mean, you might you might have been younger, but it's one of those things that even in America, that's being brought up again, right? How those protests were more or less peaceful at fir- at first. They yeah. did they, they, tr- they did turn a little bit violent towards the end, but they began very peaceful, and nothing happened, right? The the uh, the, the law enforcement officers that Murdered um, Michael Brown. Brown. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. Michael Brown, Mr. Brown. So I was gonna say, um, were never really acquitted. They were never really, you know, brought to court. And then things had to turn, had to turn, had to turn violent. But those, what we're saying is that those peaceful protests that was going on never really made it overseas. Never really, no, didn't really ring a bell. And now mm-hmm. things are starting to pick up. Once there is, oh my God, there's actually actions being taken. There's actually um, civil unrest there's actually vandalism and stuff going on um and civil disturbances and and destruction of public property and these these things you know that on their own right if i were just to you know uh on a random day for no good reason go up and 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 destroy my local starbucks wouldn't be a good look it's it's high. it's it's illegal and i would be seen as not a good person right or maybe it's starbucks starbucks is is a has been getting a lot of crap lately for good reason for, for a, good
1: reason you can't yes. wear
0: can't wear black lives matter you know any sort of anything referencing to black lives matter um, you can't do that with the whole instance in Philadelphia right where they were they kicked out
1: um, oh my god the cops yeah. cops took out took a, oh my God that what was, was what two years that was that was our freshman year yeah they, 20, they 2017, now, 2017 two officers
0: in Philadelphia um, a little away from our university took a an innocent individual I think it was an innocent black guy and out of he's just just pulled him out of starbucks and arrested him i don't know the exact details i don't remember the exact details surrounding it but starbucks got a lot of backlash um and the and the, yeah. and the officers obviously um yeah. because it kind of like the star starbucks called the cops on this individual who wasn't doing anything wrong in starbucks Dude was he, wasn't just doing anything.
1: His, he was minding his own business it's not, like, it's not
0: like he was he was screaming at the baristas it's not like he <laughs> was throwing his latte at, at customers or or you know Taking a shit on the floor? No, he was just minding right. his own business. But he looked a little bit suspicious to the, to the baristas and the cops arrested him. Telling. It's that's very telling. Yeah, no, exactly. But what, what I'm saying is that uh, getting back to the the point that I drifted off from is the peaceful protest didn't make it over the overseas, right? Yeah. And I imagine that George Floyd's name wouldn't have been something that you would have recognized had there not have been more passionate protests exactly yeah exactly. and that that's a testament to me how important you know causing civil unrest is right now because you know all all of all of this this looting and and, and i don't want to say rioting because civil it's civil unrest because there's a there's a difference between rioting which is with the intent to just you know oftentimes without 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 intent. Right, there's no purpose behind it. You're just yeah. you know, yeah. doing it to doing it. It's more, it's more anarchy, right?
1: Rioting was after the Eagles. Part of after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, or, partially, but, partially.
0: This, but, this is more just impassioned, you know, protest. Is what I was. What I think, I think it can be called. But anyway, you see, you like I said before, you wouldn't have heard of this had there not have been. Things in Minneapolis, like like the rioting and the looting that was occurring in, right, yeah. To, yeah, in in Minneapolis, and yes, even even people in America were were kind of hesitant to, well, at least I was, hesitant to back the looting and the rioting, and hesitant to yeah, you right. know be a proponent of what was going on and saying you know what, do we really need to do this? And then um, a good a good friend uh, of mine, Jay Matthews. Uh, on on the second episode of the show, shameless <laughs> yeah. plug. Um, as well as before, before we had it, we had an interview with her. She kind of really dug deep and explained why um, these riots and why why this action was so important and so necessary, and how much change has started to come because of this.
1: Right, right. and then and and, it, and you also see most of the people that are looting are not people that are peacefully protesting. It's the people that just. A lot of white people that just want the free shit. They're taking
0: advantage of the situation. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's just how it is. So we're going to switch gears, sort of. I guess sort of. I'm going to try to segue this like I always do. We're talking about civil disobedience and, and destroying public properties. And a lot of people kind of taking out statues, right? Statues that don't mean um, anything relevant uh, or positive to modern day society. We think of Confederate statues um, in America that have been you know, pervasive throughout the cities or the, the, the cities around the country. And we think of the, the Rizzo statue in Philadelphia of the, uh, the racist mayor um, in the 70s. And you police also commissioner, hear- police commissioner. Police commissioner, not the mayor. Thank you. Yeah. And you also think of the, um, in Bristol, I think it was Bristol, uh, over, over in the UK, where they took down a statue of, of a former slave trader. Right on, right on the sea, and they dumped his, they, they dumped his, what do you call it, statue uh, into the bay. Edward Colston. So, thank, thank you. In fact, like that was the individual, not yeah. the individual that the statue was of. This, the
1: statue of the slave trader Edward Colston falling into the water on Sunday after. Prison.
0: And it was in Bristol, right? Yes. Bang Bristol on. Would. Shout out to me for remembering that one. So, my my question, Keen, is is a, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> excuse me, regarding these historical statues these monuments being you know destroyed and then torn down by uh either activists or politicians local governments saying okay you know what we we will take it down for you guys don't destroy it we'll take it down um and you know a second part of that question has that really been occurring in ireland has there been are there are there any examples of of controversial
2: statues Um. so my 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 take on it would probably be i don't think they should have been up in the first place celebrating people like that you know slave traders and such i think i mean obviously when they were put up they must have not been thinking i right, and now only now they've they've they're only doing it so it doesn't get controversy but uh, i'm 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 completely behind taking them down it's uh, it's a good idea and then um you said in ireland um i at least in Dublin, I think um, there was only statues celebrating uh, uh, the the freedom fighters in Ireland, really. So it's... I don't think there's very many. I think there used to be one a long time ago, but it was it was I think uh, blown up. But that was a uh, that was a long time ago. It was blown up. Oh jeez! Well... Yeah, back in the rebellion. So, um, well, that's good. That's good. Here, have you, or
0: referencing statues? Have you taken any sort of field trip in your in your in your education or any sort of trip? to a statue um, and, and the statue is used to help your edu-
2: or to further your education. And um, a statue, not really. No, there's no um, big statues or like big um, memorable statues, like the most yeah. famous. Like. So no, I don't think so. Yeah,
0: no. Good. That, the re- that reason I asked that is because that's been a lot of the defense for why these statues should stay up. These controversial statues, Oh, you know, of Confederate soldiers and slave traders know they're, they're historical. They're educational. Right, there, there are people learn about them and learn that this is what not to do. And then they tell a story and they tell history. And, and I think, how many times in my life have I gone to a statue and, or come across a statue and said, wow, look at that statue. I can't wait to learn everything about that statue. I can't wait to learn about this entire individual's backstory. I'm going to devote my next week of my life to learning about this person. How many field trips have I had to say, you know, instead of going to um, a museum, let's go visit a statue. That's what we're going to do today, kids. No, that's never happened. That's not a yeah. good excuse for having those things up, right? Um, and to get up real quick, I'm going to switch and explain to Kian maybe. Well, so also,
1: he- I was, just, a, just a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mm, I forgot my point. I forgot my but point. You
0: damn well should have because I was talking. <laughs> uh, the the Confederate statues, and you say they were put up and they probably weren't thinking why they were put up. or They, they probably were put up, you know um, – and, and they shouldn't have been put up in the first place. Yes. But here's something that I learned um, a few days ago, right? I, maybe I remembered a few days ago. I don't remember. Uh, about the Confederate statues, a lot of them in the South of America, is they were put up, not in the 1860s when this, the American Civil War happened and after uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. They were put up in the 1940s, in the 1950s, right? Right. Um, and, and you Basically, say you say, like, well, you say right why? Before the civil rights era. You say why were they put up then? Well, because between 1860 and like 1940s, um, black Americans were, you know, uh, creating, you know, establishing themselves, and they were becoming more affluent, and they were getting a, a stronger foothold in society, and they were starting to potentially have some influence on local governments and have influence in society, and rich white racists. Old white dinosaur, you know, knobheads wanted to take these these black people that were trying to make something of themselves and quote unquote put them back in their place. And in the 1940s, they said, "Let's erect statues of slave traders and erect statues of Confederate uh, soldiers and Confederate leaders, and you know, use these to intimidate them. Let's put these strategically on the edges." of their communities right you have your your, your black community in the, you know area of the city and scattering around the edges of that community you'll see um confederate uh soldier statues right and, and they're looking into the community to kind of keep that community there and used to intimidate the community remind and re- supposedly to remind them that they are less than white people right they should have been they should like you said They should have never been up in the first place, but even more so, why were they put up? They were put up to try to keep black people from assuming their human rights, right? And their civil rights. That's what's messed up about it. And now you see them, you know, governments saying, oh, we're going to take them down and we're going to take them down. We'll take them down. You know, don't destroy it. We'll take them down. Why is it taking another 70 years, 80 years after they were put up and 60 years after this Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement? Why is it taking that long for them to say, you know what, maybe these shouldn't be taken, these shouldn't be up in the first place. Why is it taking all of this action and all of this, uh, this this, impassioned, you know, protesting, right? And civil unrest for these local governments to reconsider taking down offensive statues. Why is it taking that long? And, you know, that points to, at least to me, it points to how, root, how deeply rooted systemic racism is, right? Because a lot of those politicians in the South are still rich white dudes and whether or not they are explicitly racist towards other people, whether or not they're, you know, going down the street, you know, spewing slurs or being derogatory towards other individuals. If they're not doing that, that doesn't mean that they're not racist. That just means that they're not explicitly racist. If they're not taking down these offensive statues and these offensive symbols, they're not seeing the issues in those symbols. They're being complacent and being complacent to those issues. They are in turn being racist. Yep. being discriminatory
2: yeah
0: yeah definitely sorry that didn't end in the question that was just a rant that's just That's uh okay so we're i'm dude i'm gonna kill this segue don don't you just just you wait i'm, gonna I'm kill waiting this segue. yeah i'm gonna kill it i'm thinking about it. i'm gonna kill it so we're talking about statues and how you hadn't really had um much experience like anybody else see going statues in primary and secondary school didn't really didn't really go see these statues Nor did we, Um, and as a a testament to the fact that they really aren't that important towards your education. Now, in your education, you know, did you have well, sort of uh, simply history classes? You know, were those a thing in Ireland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like we we called it. They were called social studies, and when I was. we yeah. call them social studies.
1: Just, in el- there's social studies in elementary and on, middle, and then you get to high school.
0: They, they're called social studies. And if you think about it, you're studying different social groups. And what did we never do? Study different... Or what did we ever do? What did we never do? We, we, we never study different social groups is what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that you know, they taught us in America that uh, you know the slaves... We studied
1: the social groups of the 1400s. That's
0: yeah. Yeah, we studied Christopher Columbus discovered America. He discovered is America. the best person to ever live. Christopher Columbus, Christopher Columbus is the best in the world. Ted He's Cruz,
1: the- Ted Cruz defended Christopher Columbus on Twitter.
0: Christopher that's- Columbus, yes. Although he did kill like hundreds of thousands, borderline millions of Native Americans by uh, brutally murdering them and infecting them with smallpox. That's not important. He discovered our country. You know, that's not. It's it's ridiculous. And we talk about Christopher, Christopher Columbus for probably, what, 80% of the year, like in fourth grade, I can imagine. We talk
1: about Christopher Columbus. Every single year. Every single, every single year. The only time we ever talk about um, like, like African-American or black activists is during February, which is Black History Month. We, we had, probably only talk about three, and it's MLK, Malcolm X, and Rose Parks. Yeah,
0: that's about right. But we also had, even, we, had, we had European history. For a, yeah, a, okay. a course in, in high school, yeah, and we took European history, and I kid you not, we probably spent a, a sizable portion of the time talking about Christopher Columbus <laughs> <laughs> and how he discovered America in European history. But what I'm, what I'm getting at here, keen is that our education system in America, at least for from places who from schools who are more affluent, they have more money, and you know the majority of the students are white. Right? We talked with Jay Matthews, and she said she had a fantastic education. With regards to to social injustice, and and she knew she was aware of what was going on in the world, and she was aware of the plights not only of her own social, um, not her own social, her own community, but other communities as well. Not only her black community, but other communities, you know, around her. Right? I never learned that. I only knew about how I came out of high school, you know, with the mentality that slavery was until eighteen sixty. Yes, you know, people tried to stop um, slaves from voting and stop or stop freed slaves from voting and from assuming their constitutional rights but that was like just the KKK that wasn't really a lot of people that was only like a few a few people few and far between right and you know
1: certainly wasn't any presidents
0: no it couldn't have been and then, Mar- and then, and then Martin Luther King and Malcolm X came along and, and, and Malcolm X wasn't that good actually this was what I was told I was told he was he was dangerous he was violent <laughs> this is um, so he ridiculous. called problems and but Martin Luther King was was it did, did some great things. And, oh, Rosa Parks, yeah, she sat on the bus. And then black people didn't have to drink at different water fountains, the white people. Hooray, everything's better. That's what I was taught over 18 years of my education, right? It's not good. I, I was not made aware of anything regarding to how bad it actually is and was. None of that was, was made apparent to me. It was always like portraying the white people as the saviors. We call it the white savior and whitewashing the education and just, you know, making, putting me into my own bubble and forcing me into a bubble that, you know, America's great and white people aren't that, ba- aren't, haven't really done that much bad and black people didn't really actually have it that bad and everything's good. Everything's raindrops, lollipops, gumdrops, you know, the whole Candyland board, you know? Yeah. What I'm getting at. for the fifth time um is in your education how how is your your history kind of kind of set up do you guys talk about the tough stuff
2: um the our history we've we've obviously learned about christopher columbus and such but um i guess it's not what would be the word patriotic if you know what i mean like it's not as it's not as celebrated as a He's more known as just uh, he discovered America. Oh, thank uh, God! He, and he was a slave trader. They actually. Oh, they, thank oh, God! they not tell us that? About the They said he was a slave trader. Yeah, that's what's written.
0: In I book. didn't know Christopher Columbus what? was a slave trader. I kid you not until yeah. probably two weeks ago. Until two weeks ago.
1: No, no really? that can't be. That can't be true.
0: I. That's 100 true. 100 no, true.
1: Are you serious?
0: I'm dead okay. serious.
1: I knew. I knew he was a slave trader in high school. You I said took two weeks I ago? took
0: AP U.S. history. I didn't know he was a slave trader. I took the best, the hardest U.S. history you can take in high school. Didn't learn he was a slave trader. Maybe Kian, I did. Kian, I,
1: didn't. I don't, I don't think you understand how stunned me and Ziggy are that yeah. you said you learned that Christopher Columbus was a slave trader through your teachers. Yeah, that's
2: that's very surprising to me. That's just common knowledge, I think, in here. I, I wish it was. Oh
0: my god. I wish <laughs> it was. If if I. Oh my goodness. I. Man, this is not registering to me. That if I go ask my my you know my sixteen year old fifteen year old sister right now, and I say who is Christopher Columbus, she'll say she he a he discovered America, b she'll say oh isn't he that guy that we have that that day off from school in October? People yeah people have work off people there's a holiday for him in America where every it's it's Look an in service Ke- day. Keen Ke- Ke- so stunned
1: by this. I love where it. We we, we
0: we said we celebrate him and basically what it is is. All schools, not universities, like primary, secondary education, they get a day off from from school. They don't have to on oh, Christopher yeah. Columbus Day, which is like October 11th or something.
1: People don't go to work. No. Yeah.
0: It's a it's a holiday. <laughs> we we celebrate a slave trader as a holiday. That makes very. Isn't that never
1: sense. never come to that America? That makes very mean? little sense. Never come to America.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That does make very little sense, and and your bewilderment. Is a testament to that. Is is somebody that you are seeing this objectively. You are not you have no bias or anything towards this, but you're hearing, wait, you celebrate a holiday, celebrating a slave trader and that nobody works. Seeing that seems backwards. It seems very backwards and hypocritical and wrong. Oh, and I agree. And there's a lot of people that do agree. <clears throat> it's it's an issue. But anyway, you were saying that there's not as much patriotism in, in your education. I want to get back to that. Um yeah. do, do, you mean, do you mean patriotism in terms of celebrating christopher columbus in america um or kind of celebrating the history of, of ireland
2: um patriotism in the the wake of christopher columbus there um that uh it's not as focused on him oh look at this great man who discovered america and uh, yeah. this country like it it makes no sense you know what i mean it's just no that's not how it oh, goes Yeah, it's yes. just basically they're telling the story as it went That they're reporting history you could say
0: uh, I, I, who would have thunk that that's the way that those classes should be taken? Oh, act man. To history. But is there is there any, do you guys really touch on, um, and I'm honestly not very aware of, of, I know the population or the percentage of, of black individuals um, in Ireland is not very high. I think it's like around 2%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are, but I, but I know that, you know, just across, you know, uh, I don't know the sea. What's the sea between Ireland and, and, and England? The and channel?
2: It, it, yeah, the English Channel, I think, English and then God. the <laughs> Irish is on the other side. I think
0: <laughs> that, that looks bad on me. The English Channel, and the Irish Sea. No, yeah, that's that gone. Like... I, I
2: don't even know if I got that right. So. I'm looking it up. It's the, it's the
0: Irish. <laughs> it's not, it's the
2: Irish Sea. Irish Sea. Oh yeah, the yeah. Irish Sea. Is that it,
0: uh, yeah, Irish yeah. Sea in the North Channel. That's Northern Ireland. Okay, I'm learning. We're learning geography here too. That's crazy. Uh, what am I saying? Stop. I'm saying. We I'm never, saying we're... there are there are more there are more black people in North <laughs> England. Right. It's not like they are this this you know this this fictional character yeah yeah at all i know but I, I know in some countries um there are i have i have friends that have gone on mission trips to africa uh, to ghana um in places and you know white people were like kind of like this fictional this fictional being like things you only heard of in stories um but anyway my question is you know how much do you guys talk about? history of other cultures right of issues that came from other cultures i don't know if you guys had um you know a, a, a i know you guys had your your rebellion which i imagine you speak a lot about but how much about other cultures
2: do you guys touch on that's, yeah that's actually uh, it, it's important that um we don't as much talk about that in history and um, history is more focused on our history but we actually do have a subject focused on that that you have each year. it's called uh, it's cspe but i'm pretty sure each initial means civic social political education i'm pretty sure so in that class you talk about uh injustices around the world tragedies around the world Do you know what i mean like uh especially things like martin luther king malcolm x uh, all those great you talk about them in there you talk about the history of them you talk about current world events and such is that something that you does that taken every year you know? um I, from, so far since i've had it yeah i've had it every year so far
0: okay wow and so in those and you're saying that the history and the csp are two separate courses
2: oh yeah, two yeah separate yeah. classes yeah
0: so in 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 america at least in my primary secondary education those are kind of pushed into the same course
1: yeah very much so
0: yeah when you get sense. when you get to higher level classes um, we call them APs in America. I don't know what they're called in, in
2: Ireland. Just high level, I think. Yeah, I think sure. But
0: they, then the, yeah, you can specialize and choose your classes, and then you can take like a history class, and then you can take like a like a world cultures, um, you know, class. But still, but the fact that 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 is part of your curriculum, your education, you know, from from a young age throughout, you know, your 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 what do you call it? Your upbringing throughout yeah. your youth, throughout yeah, yeah, up until yeah. university, Yeah, you have, you know, this, this kind of social this class focusing on social um, injustice and culture and, and current modern politics. And that's something that is, sounds so important. And that's something that I look back and I wish I had something like that. And I not only wish I know that's something that would be so beneficial, not only to myself, but to every single student in America. Regardless of where them from, hmm. to have some more self—not self awareness, just world awareness.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: You know, in, in America, I, I imagine that this is this is a stereotype, and it's pretty true, right? This is international stereotype of America is America is so uh, ignorant, ignorant, you no, know, egocentric, self centered. Americans love America so much, and, and they hate everybody else. And America thinks they're the best, and America, yada, yada this, yada that. It's always Americans think America is the best or you guys think, call it the states or whatever. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, it's, 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 that's yeah. not, it's not like a lie. It's not like a mean stereotype. That's the fact. And it's an issue here that we think we're so head and shoulders above the rest of the world and everything that we, we have too much pride is what it comes down to.
1: You can that see we, it with our president.
0: That we just ignore what's going around, what, what's going on in the rest of the world. We ignore how, bad we often are right you see our newspapers and stuff you know if you know, i was talking to somebody a few days ago that saying you know when newspapers were coming out 20 30 years ago the headlines if say uh there was a, an episode of police brutality or a black uh, individual was murdered and that happened to make national headlines right the papers would say you know this is an anomaly this doesn't happen a lot um, you know, there were a there were hundred things that happened that led to this issue, and this never happens. You know, yeah. this is such a also, cre- They would
1: also blame the black person.
0: It's just crazy. So, it's the black person's fault. And then, you know, they try to push okay. it under the rug as quick as they can. It's insane. Mm-hmm. They don't, they so just, they, they won't... They, just
2: push over it, is it?
0: We won't, yeah. They won't admit that they're wrong. It's an American issue that Americans won't admit that they're wrong.
2: There should be
1: an entire class on the 13th Amendment, and there isn't. Like, there could, be, there could be an entire class on that.
0: Well, there is an entire documentary on it, which I think yes. you're talking about on Netflix. I watched uh, it, yeah. I am yet to watch it. It is one of, like, the thousand things that I still need to watch. And maybe we need to hire an audio editor so I can actually watch that kind of stuff. But maybe not. That's besides the point. So <clears throat> I want to I kind of backtrack a little bit, Keen. Kind of go back to what's going on now. Right, what's going on, you know, yeah. outside our front doors? I was talking about police brutality and police mm-hmm. t- people taking advantage, um, or law enforcement individuals taking advantage of their power, right? In America, I don't know how it is really anywhere else in the world, but to become, you know, just your run-of-the-mill police officer, it is like a like a very quick course. You can like be a, a police thousand, officer,
1: thousand hours, here. yeah,
0: like a thousand hours, which is less than a year. You can you can be a police officer and go on the streets, um, and you know. Enforce the law, essentially, and there has been a lot of issue. And this is yes, a lot of it is to do with um, targeting black communities, right? And targeting black individuals. And black individuals can't walk around, you know, on the streets or can't drive without having that that fear of, of if I get pulled over, what what could, what are they going to arrest me for? That's not that's like not an actual law. Like, am I just going to get detained? Am I going to get you know uh, you know beat up? Am I going to get assaulted? And knowing that if I get assaulted, I won't be able to press charges. If I get assaulted by a police officer and I try to accuse that police officer of doing this, it's going to come back harder on on me for accusing the police officer, right? There's so much issue with that. And that's become even more present with these protests in America. You know, you you see cops running over protesters. You see cops taking knees with protesters with the cameras on and then the news cameras go off and the cops step outside the circle, put on gas masks and throw tear gas into the crowds, right? The moment that the news cameras go off. This is a a big issue in America, right? The incarceration rates um, in America in first place is is the US in terms of the number of people in jail per 100,000. I think it's like 750 people per 100,000 people in America are in jail. Are incarcerated. Second place is Great Britain with 150. But first and second, that is six times more people in America. Um, like per per hundred thousand, so like it's, it's the it's the ratio that are incarcerated versus anywhere else in the world. People have an outcry about all of that. Is that something that's going on
2: or you are? Um, for the police at least not as much. I know um most uh, racism comes from places of power, especially police officers. But I don't see that as much in Ireland. Um, especially what you said about um uh being intimidated by when being either stopped or um pulled over or something like that. Uh, the the police in this country don't don't carry weapons. It's not it's it's yeah. the law to carry weapons. I think it's only really extreme circumstances, they send it a special, group, but they don't carry weapons. So it's more of a, it's less scary in that sense, but also the guys don't, don't ever, I don't think there's much discrimination in that, in that field.
0: To the day I die, I I still think that the U.S. Second Amendment is is, is just, is antiquated. It's, it's antiquated. It, it's it's so outdated, and it doesn't apply to the modern day. Yada, yada. Now, We don't need to. We don't need to dive into an NRA no. an NRA discussion. But and I'm aware that most other countries, if not you know, majority of other countries, their law enforcement do not actively carry weapons. And because they're, they're, there's not that risk that their private citizens can shoot back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the private citizens can shoot back, then of course the law enforcement has to carry, carry weapons because they can't be in, you know at a disadvantage when the public or the private you know, citizen has a firearm. But the fact that you're saying that when, when the cops don't have firearms, right, and the, the people obviously don't have you know, legal firearms, that yeah. in and of itself – makes things a little bit more comfortable yeah yeah to me that's telling to me that's telling that you know why you know in america are we have we just resorted or are we oftentimes resorting to you know pride and violence why is that part of our society to say that that's okay why is it part of our society to say that you know what? I need a weapon to defend myself against people that have weapons. Well, if we get rid of all the weapons, then what's what's that going to do? I'm drifting into an NRA discussion that I really don't want to get into. So let's try to dig dig out of this pit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I have an open question for you, Keen. Before we start before we start to wrap things up shortly and this and this may be this may be something that you're not ready to a- answer or are able to answer and this is it's a pretty deep question all right do you feel like that you know you personally have ever felt not felt but have ever felt differently about somebody else or have, have ever have ever you know your brain defaults to thinking that some other race or culture um, as as different than you know people that people that look like you right because i can say and and i'm gonna speak for Donnie here uh it it happens and it's part part of the school system has kind of in america has kind of led to at least for me led to me thinking like that right because people will go around screaming n words in the hallways like i said in other podcasts and running with confederate flags and doing wheelies and you know flicking off black people in the in the parking lots I promise you that I'm not, I'm not exaggerating at all um, and making fun of black people in the hallways, but there's not enough black people to defend themselves A and B. there's not enough repercussions amongst or from, from the school board to really do anything about it and C, the students themselves, the white students, the ones who are staying silent too often you know and all that stuff left me leaving high school with you know I wasn't actively racist, I wasn't explicitly racist, but you know my, my, my first thought. You know, when I, when I saw somebody uh, different than what I saw in the mirror, was 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 different. I don't know how to, how to explain it necessarily. It was it was not right, right. And it's something that over the past few years, and if you listen to, I'm plugging all of our podcasts today, Donnie. Listen to the Matt Hanna podcast. He will explain uh, very much so in depth, especially towards the end of the episode, how the implicit racism and the covert racism that he developed coming out of high school was difficult for him him to break, and it took a lot of him realizing that it was there, having self-awareness. What I'm getting to, Kian, is that, you know, do you notice that anything in your schooling or any of, of the thing in your society is leading you to think differently about other people?
2: Um. Personally, this might let it sound like a like a whole lie or something like that. But I honestly have never felt like that towards another race, or different color, or anything like that. Which may sound like a lie, of course, because it seems it seems like everybody has done it. But here, it doesn't seem like I've never seen a case of it. Like not that I've never seen a case of it. I've never seen a schooling system or the society here ever condone hating another uh, gender, equality, color, race, anything like that. I've never seen any condoning of that. It's always been support and come together really from my childhood, at least and my, my whole life.
0: I love that. That's, that's fantastic. I love that. I, love I wasn't, that. I wasn't trying to put you against the wall and say, I admit yeah. you're your racist. I promise you. I wasn't, I wanted like as much honesty um, and, yeah. and it being, you know, entirely, you know, integral and, and brutally honest. And, that's fantastic, and to me, that's something that I can't even imagine having been in that situation. If that makes sense, I can't, I can't yeah, picture yeah. a school system, um, you know, around where I'm, where I grew up, that could be that. That could have been that open. that could have been that accepting. That could have pushed this much inclusion, um, diversity, and inclusion. You know, in in their yeah. curriculums and in their in their day to day lives, and the fact that you say, you know, up until this point in your life. You know, there's been nothing in, in, in your society that has really put on or, or, or brought up any sort of discriminatory views. And a lot of the protests are really standing you – know, yes, they're fighting for equality. But a lot of it is it's standing in solidarity with, yeah. with the United States and, and recognizing that you know, there is a problem in the U.S. <sighs> what I'm getting out of this conversation is that you know, it's, it's just very telling i want Don's thoughts on this too. Very telling how 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 just just severe things are going and things are yeah. going in the U.S. I right? mean, yeah. I
1: mean, I think I think it's always been like that, like how severe it is. I think we're just uh, like like it is really sad that us as white people, right, and that we're just starting to really notice it and use our voices now. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. yeah exactly like it took it took a pandemic it took for everything getting shut down for us to notice it took thing like boards with people saying like remember their names and every single maybe not every single one but like hundreds like less than whatever but so many names of people that have been killed by police brutality for us to actually pay attention and A, it speaks volumes to the scoring system, like we're saying. Um, I said it on the Matt Hanna podcast. If we need to, like, one of the biggest things that needs to change is how we learn history. Um, Like, I get it. Like, Mesopotamia might have been the first civilization. But Mesopotamia is pointless, right? Teach me about. I'll say it
0: again. The next time you you disrespect the Tigris (laughs) and Euphrates rivers, I'm coming for your throat.
1: I'm, don't, disrespecting, don't I'm disrespecting i'm disrespecting tigress and Euphrates you can rivers.
0: disrespect christopher columbus all you want but, but the moment me- you come out you come out against the the phoenicians i'm I'm coming for your neck i'll tell in you
1: all, in, in all seriousness though like teach me about the relevant shit you know like teach me about the stuff that like actually affects like my modern day thinking towards the rest of humanity and make sure that it's like like moral you know because like some of the way that these people think like some of the people that so you went to high school with. Hell, there are people in my town. My town is getting less diverse, but still trying hard it's, to it's be more, more very diverse. diverse. Than my town, yes. Um, like like the way that some of these people think, it's just immoral, you know. And like we like, there's got to be an effort made to really just. I don't know. Make the well, even.
0: Yeah. Hey, you said you said my my town is is sure as hell less more less diverse than your town, but keyan's town is is even more less is less diverse than my town. But he's saying, but this this kind of systemic racism isn't as um as rooted, if at all, rooted in his society that is a lot less diverse. Yeah. Keenan, have you ever heard
1: the phrase systemic racism before? Like last few weeks?
2: Uh yeah, uh, before okay. the last few weeks. Yes. No, not okay. No, really, yeah, no. it's that because,
1: also speaks volumes. Yeah, because
2: it's it's it's
0: more or less it's it's I don't want to say predominantly or primarily, but it's I'd say predominantly a U.S. thing. A no, US I know, issue.
1: I know, but the like I don't like you know what I mean, whatever. But
0: I I think that yeah, this is this is very eye opening to me, even more so. Right, this whole this whole past few weeks has been very very eye opening and, and led to a lot of self reflection um for me as well as. Just outward, outward awareness about this whole situation, but but this conversation in particular right now, you know, out of all the conversations I've had with with dozens and dozens of people, is very telling. You know, it, it's putting the severity of the situation in America um, in in an even bigger perspective. Right? I obviously we knew we knew it was severe over the past few weeks. We've even become to clarify how severe it is, and then hearing perspectives from other countries. Right, that are that are less diverse than ours, saying that you know, you know yes, there still is discrimination and there still is, um, you know, acts of, of of police abusing powers. But the the systemic racism, the problem that a lot of it starts in the schools and, and in the way that things are taught. You know, there was a conscious effort in other countries, and speaking of Ireland that in Ireland now, to, you know, prevent that. Right? There's, there's, there's a conscious effort yeah. to mitigate systemic racism before it even becomes a thing. And yeah. systemic racism is so ingrained, it seems, in the U.S. education system um, and the U.S. system as a whole, but we're focusing on the education system. And the, I, I, what, the stories you're telling, I, I call stories from my perspective, but the stories and the, and the fables and the, and, the, and the tales of, of your land sound right. like fiction to me. They sound like things that I can't even imagine in America, and I wish so badly.
1: Yeah, it sounds like learning about Mesopotamia and the Tigers and Euphrates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't imagine? You didn't think that happened? Uh, <laughs> now there's oil. That's a whole another problem. What happened? Bring back Mesopotamia. I'll tell you. But anyway, uh, you know what? I, got it. I, I think this is a great conversation. I want to yeah. kind of switch gears and on a good light note, maybe a light note, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, Kian. Oh, my do, God. No, you do. Okay, okay no, I guess thought was thing you were.
1: No, I I'm not going to guess. He's. I he's was, all
0: right, no, we're not. We're not going to anything to do with any sort of food. We're going straight to curling, hurling, hurling. Right? Is it hurling?
2: Hurling. Yeah, hurling. Yeah. Do you know anything life. about hurling? Uh, yeah, I know. I know most of it. I don't play it. I I have Is never it? played for like and yeah, maybe some school stuff. But that's it.
0: Yeah, you guys play hurling in school?
2: Well, going yeah, for PE and stuff, you know, physical education.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so can you just give a rough idea what hurling? We have another podcast called Cherry Picking where we do a lot about it's just sports, right? It's sports and sports oh, only. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I've um, heard
0: that. Yeah, that's his own. That's his own thing. So, even if you're lying for saying you heard about it, it's showing how big we are as a as a as a company. Um, Curl hurling because curling is completely different. Curling is the most thrilling sport on ice. But hurling is the most thrilling sport on grass I know you haven't played it I know I'm putting you on the spot right now but <laughs> why why is why is hurling so big in Ireland like what uh, what, what what's fun, think, what yeah what's fun about
2: it I think the the big draw of it is probably the uh, I don't know just the the idea behind it you have uh, the the balls called a slither and then the uh the hurl, obviously. So you use the hurl and the slither, you're interested in techniques, the, even the feel of the hurl. It's just, I don't know, interesting, I suppose. And then just the, the fast-paced while doing it all. its just I don't know. Yeah. It seems very Irish to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even... I, I, I imagine to people from Ireland that are listening, you saying a hurling seems very Irish is, is the most patriotic thing you've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> but but I I don't really know what even, that even gets into, but I, I can see it. And I, and I agree with it. Um, it looks violent as all, heck. It looks like lacrosse, except instead of, like, plastic. Uh, what do you call them? Plastic. What do you call them? Uh, sticks. Plastic sticks. sticks. Not called, are they called sticks? Lacrosse stick? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's called a lacrosse stick. I wanted to call it a racket. I was like, it sure as hell isn't a racket. Show no, it's was, not tennis. We're not talking about tennis. But I'm saying lacrosse. It's like if lacrosse, except if the racket's fuck if the sticks <laughs> were wooden yeah and you could are you allowed to hit people with the sticks
2: i i don't know All right, <laughs> I, I'm, guess, I'm, I guess i, I guess it did, I, I don't know if you'd be failed or something like that but maybe maybe so it's maybe like he's only ever
1: played he's only ever played in gym class i know i know. I you're imagine damn,
2: I, you're damn sure you're <laughs> not allowed to hit anybody with a stick in gym yeah. class
1: if you're playing floor hockey in u.s gym class you can't take a freaking slap shot. You can't raise it above your hip. You
0: well, you. Maybe not in yours, but... Uh, not had, in
1: mine. Yeah, we could only take wrist shots. Oh, you'll
0: tell me. We had, in, in American schools, at least my school, we had gym, a PE, and then we had advanced PE.
1: I think I had that, too.
0: Which which is, you had you had your regular PE, which was for us every other day. So, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday. Um, no, we didn't have that. And then advanced PE was every single day. Well, And then well, yeah. advanced PE... You had uh, the, the one teacher that taught advanced P ran ultra marathons. He ran 50 cool. miles like every single, every like, weekend. Like, it was insane. He did these things. We got Tough Mudders, which are very American. It's like an obstacle That's course. That's so American. A 10-mile yeah. obstacle course. It's very patriotic. With, <laughs> like, with like beer and – well, he, he doesn't drink beer um, because he's a pure athletic specimen. He's patriotic. He is, <laughs> sort of. And there's barbed wire that you have to crawl under. It's like it's like a military obstacle course. People pay to do it. It's not. It looks fun, to be honest. Um, but he does this like every weekend, and and you know, in that class, I imagine anything goes. I didn't take it.
2: Uh, Probably, because yeah. it, was, it
0: was intense. And we I, had specific
1: we had specific gym classes dedicated to like basketball and volleyball classes. And those, yes. Like So we had like gym, we had like regular gym class where it was just like, you know, run of the mill, whatever, how you think of a regular gym class. And then you could choose to take another gym class that was specifically like set up for a sport. So like you could take basketball for, tell, for like a tell quarter. Me
0: you couldn't take ultimate frisbee for before a quarter.
1: You could not. You could, it was like golf, volleyball, basketball, and softball.
0: So sure, I mean, we we had the same, we actually had a rock wall at Walder High School. We, that's just, that's the point. anyway, that's that's not that's that's irrelevant. I have yeah. one last question for you, Kian, because um, we are trailing off into a, a tangent that I didn't imagine we'd get into yeah. early. No, now have you heard and of a sport called ultimate frisbee?
2: I, I have, yes. Yes. yes, that doesn't
0: matter. That doesn't matter. That's a dub for us. We both play it and we want to try to spread it, and it's huge and we love it. It's not huge, but as if you've heard of it
2: in ireland yeah it looks like a bit of fun yeah
0: hey. because it is because it is and i highly recommend um that you start playing it. it's it's an absolute blast and you look you okay. get so the amount of girls that i've gotten from all this yeah. chill
1: chill it's chill at chill. least
0: at least one <laughs> at least one or at least one or 50 some it's one or the other i don't really know but i'll tell you uh it is it is the sport
1: negative numbers or positive
0: numbers <laughs> uh, I didn't class it I didn't clarify I, I use I have absolute value numbers <laughs> whatever I all my, all my All my. numbers have absolute values that's just how I speak <laughs> anyway I want to thank you again Kian yeah thank um, you for thank stopping you for by this,
2: this has been fantastic
0: this was educational and enriching and Emotion. a blast is there anything that you would like to plug
2: um maybe uh, block of the week my podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify uh, yeah. and also on youtube but not all the episodes are up there yet but just ignore that
0: i imagine they'll be coming up soon enough um block yeah. of the week go check it out our friend kian is one of the co-hosts there um his buddy kaden could not make it today that's unfortunate yeah. maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll get him on sometime in the future maybe. uh yeah but yeah absolutely thanks again for stopping by
1: yeah uh, thanks. Thank thanks for signing having off yeah. this was ziggy this is Donnie
0: and this was Key oh yes this. he did it <laughs> uh, we're, we're one for four we're one for four where we we jump into that and they maybe it's because you have you have podcasting background maybe it's I was because- silent
2: there for a minute so <laughs> I wasn't sure was like uh, I'd overstepped or something there.
0: Nah. maybe maybe it's because you have podcasting background I take it as a dub yeah anyway you guys stay safe out there